0: there. Do you love Kindling Conversation? Make your voice heard and vote for it at the Australian Podcast Awards. Head to kindling.com.au slash vote. But do it soon, because voting closes April 1st.
1: Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you, and on with the show. Did you know that going walkabout is a myth? Turns out there's a lot of things we think we know about Australia's First Nations that are wrong, and a new festival aims to set the record straight. WEAVE is the Festival of Aboriginal and Pacific Cultures held at the Australian Museum in Sydney. It's a celebration of the incredible dance, art, storytelling and song of Australia's First Nations for the whole of March. Joining us on the line is Renee Cawthon. She's the First Nations Education Project Officer at the Australian Museum. Hi, Renee. How are you?
0: Good, thank you. How are you?
1: Good, thank you. This sounds like an incredible uh, festival and it also sounds like it hasn't happened before. Can you tell us a bit about the inspiration behind it and and whether it is a first?
0: Um, Yes. So this year is the first um, part of an annual festival that we will have at the museum, so it's going to be an inaugural event, and it's focusing basically on Aboriginal and the Pacific cultures. So it's about them sharing their knowledges and their cultures with everyone to um, basically have a better shared future.
1: And why the myth busting part of it? Because, as I said in the introduction, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of Australians. Well, that expression, going walkabout, is something people have just thrown about for centuries, really. Why did you focus on the myth busting aspect of this?
0: Because we're a museum, we're a place of authority. But um, museums have also been a place in the past where they have not represented Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander or the Pacific cultures in the best way. So this gives us the opportunity for Aboriginal and Pacific cultures to have a platform and where they can express their voice and their opinions.
1: So what are some of the myths that you're busting? And and do you know why they became myths in the first place? So when we say, you know, um, going walkabout, why, yep. why did people say that if it wasn't true?
0: Because that's um, obviously an Aboriginal saying, but there is some context to it that is kind of true, but then people don't understand the full cultural aspect of it. So when they talk about Aboriginal people being nomads or going on walkabout, they actually had a stronger connection to their country. But they would move around their own country with the natural uh, availability of resources, but also the seasons, so as the seasons would change. And this would ensure that there was no overfishing or overhunting, but also the sustainability aspect.
1: And what about the idea that when Australia was discovered, Our first to
0: Anoleus. Yeah,
1: well, well, we all know that that's a myth. But in terms of the idea that the people who lived here weren't sophisticated, that they were so-called savages, um, that seems to be something that has permeated through history. Can you tell us about that?
0: So also when we look at the um, myth of being, um, I guess, the hunter-gatherer society, That is where it's really misunderstood our culture and our practices. So they really undervalued the cultural knowledge. So we had very sophisticated farming practices, but also the hunting and agricultural practices and our cultural knowledge. So, for example, when we talk about astronomy, you know, Galileo Galilei is a famous astronomer from the Western European world. He was still wondering and trying to work out how the moon affected the tides in the late 171800s, 1800s, where Aboriginal people had that knowledge for over 65,000 years.
1: That's pretty mind-blowing. Can you tell us, following on from that, um, I guess people put stock in achievements, don't they? So just mentioning that comparison is pretty mind-blowing. What are some of the other achievements of Australia's First Nations that people may not know about?
0: Uh, So some of the achievements would definitely be the use of our um, tools and our technologies and the change of those um, tools and technologies over time as well. So we've adapted and incorporated, you know, different ways or different materials into those processes.
1: So what does that look like practically?
0: Um, So, for example, we have the um, stone axe or the hatchet. And that originally was just made from wood and stone and also for the spear tips as well. You can see the change in the different types of materials that they've used to make the spear tips and the introduction of glass in the use of making those artifacts or objects.
1: They use glass? Yes. My goodness, how did they make glass? I don't even know how you make glass now. That's well, a that display was,
0: <laughs> that was That's okay. That was obviously introduced into our um, culture and our society from the Western world so it would have been in contact with people like the Macassans and other people who had contact with Australia previous to the English arriving.
1: Wow, oh my goodness. I'm not going to go into it because really people can go to the exhibition and discover more. Otherwise, I'll have you all afternoon. Um, Mm -hmm. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. We're talking with Renee Cawthorn, who's a First Nations Education Project Officer at the Australian Museum. Um, There's this incredible festival that's happening for the whole of March. It's called Weave. It's a festival of Aboriginal and Pacific cultures. And we've just been speaking with Renee about some uh, myths that they're busting in this festival. And it just sounds incredible the kinds of things you can discover there. Um, Talking about small children which we do here on Kindling Conversation, what kinds of programs do you have that would be good for young children to get involved with?
0: Yes, yeah, so I'm the like you said I'm the Indigenous Education Project Officer, and one of my main roles is to develop the programs for both primary and high school students. And so we've designed a um, 90 minute program where 45 minutes of that is um, an educator led tour through the Getty exhibition, and then a weaving workshop where um, participants will have the opportunity to weave their own barra, which is a fish hook from natural materials. Wow.
1: And what about for adults? Because, you know, we like to go to these things and uh, get our kids involved, but there are things we like to have a, a squeeze at as well. Is there anything going on around the exhibition that are, are good for parents if they want to get a babysitter?
0: Yeah, definitely. So um, as part of those um, barrow making fishhook-making workshops, we also have public um, programming within that space where the public can also come in and do a drop-in activity. And there's also um, other activities such as Aunty Phyllis and Uncle Steve will be there weaving um, some of the smaller canoes that will go on display later on in the First Australians' galleries. And it's also an opportunity for people to speak to and gain an understanding of, um, from Aboriginal people themselves. And we've also got a lot of other events that are going on that are connected to the Wee Festival.
1: And I understand there's also Aboriginal meditation. I'm a bit of, uh, I am have a bit of interest in meditation myself. What's the difference between, I guess, the meditation you might learn in other cultures to uh, Aboriginal meditation?
0: Yeah, I guess the difference is the fact that they take you on basically a spiritual and cultural journey so they tell you um, like a dreaming story and they really connect that back to their cultural practices but also the land and the animals and it's it's a, virtually it's a beautiful experience. It takes you on a physical journey to that space.
1: It sounds amazing. I think I'm going to have to sign up for that one in particular. Um, thank you, Renee, so much for your time today.
0: That's okay. Thank you.
1: That's Renee Cawthorne. She's the First Nations Education Project Officer. And if you're in Sydney, head to the Australian Museum to catch Weave, the Festival of Aboriginal and Pacific Cultures throughout March. Music
0: Hey there. Do you love Kindling Conversation? Make your voice heard and vote for it at the Australian Podcast Awards. Head to kindling.com.au slash vote. But do it soon, because voting closes April 1st.